ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. It is a glorious July day. Um, by the way, I'm Stacy Heller. I am joined by Jennifer Harris today, who is not just a friend of mine, but she is a friend of the people. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Good afternoon, Stacy Heller. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're going to have some fun. I say that you're a friend of the people because as an HR consultant, you are for the people, by the people, <laughs> with the people. What an introduction. Right? Yes, I love it. Well, you know, and you do have a bit of a love of politics and stuff. So, a little bit. You know, whatever. A little, little um, background there. Yeah, not, well, we'll get into that. Okay. Um, so if you can't listen to the show live every week, then you can certainly text your phone that you probably have nearby anyway. Uh, just text D-A-M-T-T to 55678, and then you can learn all about how to find the show as a podcast. So uh, I've made it easy for you. You're welcome. If you want to call in and you want to connect, then you can call 425-373-5527. Again, for all of our listeners out there, it's 425-373-5527. I've always wanted to do like the infomercial voice. And you do it well. Thank you so much. I'm learning from Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent. Um, you can also find me via my website, which is stacyconnects.com. Okay. So the important part of the show. Jennifer, I know you listen every week avidly. <laughs> oh, it's so good they can't see my face. Um, <laughs> so I know that you know that this first part is me just sort of rambling and talking about things and then you interjecting as you see fit and Eric interjecting as well. Okay. Okay. So I got a call on Saturday night from my mother and the phone call went like this. Ring, ring. Hello. It's your mother. <laughs> Joan. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? You need to talk to me. Well, it turns out my brother, Peter, and his wife, Skye, were visiting her. And so it was a command performance. Oh, oh goodness. And they had been hanging out with um, the Corner Group, which is a group. This is not the Glop. The Glop is just three of them, the glorious ladies of Penswood. Yeah. Um, Diane. Hey, Diane. And uh, Lee, who's not listening, but I'm sure she'll listen later. And, of course, Mom. Um, this is this other group of people that all live in like the adjacent area. So down on the corner. Uh, naturally. <laughs> I mean it is the corner rope. Right. So um I think that Peter and Sky are like trying to become de facto members of this group because they like to come down and hang out. I think it's because um it's a it's a big partying group. They have seemed to like to get together and have cocktails. So when they called they may have been a little bit drunk. So that was a fun conversation. Oh, that's a good start. Right? Yeah, I aspire I like to this lifestyle that your mother and her friends seems to have. I mean, right? I, 
I can't spend my days you know, doing this, you know, <laughs> relaxing like they do. And one of these days, I, right? I hope to get there. Lunch so. at Wendy's. Bless them. Like, you know, well, and mom goes to Daily Mass, and then there's lunch at Wendy's. And Getting all the, the free, fro- or not the free frosty, the free soda. The free soda. Sorry. And the sometimes fries, if she's going to splurge for them. Yeah. Um, as Eric says, the fries for the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make friends. Right? Totally. That's what I learned from you. I mean, fries work. And, uh, you know, and then in the afternoons, she's got to take a nap. She's exhausted. Absolutely. Before she looks at the clock and says, it's cocktail hour. I say, happy hour. <laughs> and then by the time she gets to dinner, she's like, I don't really like to cook and I'm not really hungry. <laughs> so then she makes like Bob Evans something and then that's that. And that's so that. you know what? So now, that I, you. now that I think about it, Eric, I kind of want that life too. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. It kind of does. They're living the high life. Kind of. Good for her. Yeah, good for you, Did you, you say Mom. she makes Bob Evans, or did I hear that wrong? No, I like. <laughs> she likes the Bob Evans potatoes or whatever. Like okay. the food, yeah. I don't know what that is, but It's okay. like, I think I'll, it's Bob Evans. I'll look it's, it up. Yeah, look it up. Fro- it's, is it frozen? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Or it's in the refrigerator section at the very least. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was the name of a dish. Yeah, like, like a, a spe- um, like especially a it's a chicken Diane Evans. or something. That's right. <laughs> okay. I, I'm glad you caught onto that because I thought, oh, she must be talking about something I'm not sure about. But <laughs> right. We just go with it. Stacey. Well, some of the, you know these East Coast references don't always right. translate translate over to here. us Northwest yeah. folks. Right. Yeah. You know, like Buffy and Biff and. <laughs> hey, I grew up with family friends, and there was Biff and Todd and Hillary were the kids. Were they from the um, Back to the Future? That's, that's what I was <laughs> thinking, too. <laughs> no, they were from Long Island. And maybe the Back to the Future version of Long Island. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. They, they were saying Biff is a famous person in my household, but well, because of Back to the Future. Um, I may or may not have played Doctor with Todd under the bed. Oh, one of those. I mean, we were childhood friends. And then, okay, and then one time we went on a family vacation and time with them. At camp. And this one time at summer camp, apparently, and I kind of remember this, we hid under the bed. I grabbed like a fresca or a tab or something, something very 70s. And I think he grabbed a beer because apparently he was much more progressive than I was. And we were like under the bed, like laughing, like, <laughs> so yeah, that, that is so Stacy. <laughs> Mountain Dew I will do lo- that <laughs> I would love to hear about your commanded performance on Saturday evening. Oh, it was it was just like imagine if like four people with ADHD get together <laughs> and have a conversation. It was all over the place. And my mother is very stuck on so she's coming to visit as now the entire world knows. Hey, person in Cameroon if you're listening, I'm letting you know my mother is coming to visit. Joan is coming to town. Yes. And she'll be here for two weeks. Of course, construction will be starting in the kitchen. So that'll be fun. She is like, I want a cocktail party. And the only person that she really wants there is Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I think she probably wants Bob Evans. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe. And um, so she's like, I just, I dying to meet him and I like and have a cocktail party and so there will be a cocktail party maybe over like the kitchen counter that is disheveled well you have a fabulous backyard actually 
do not overlook the um, what do you call that thing in the in your backyard that you play Thursday evenings? Badminton. Well, it is badminton, but oh, you have shuttle a special cocktails. Name. Shuttle cocktails. Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. You can talk about shuttle cocktails on another episode, I suppose. Oh yeah. I mean, I have a name for everything. So anyway. She's just very excited and very fixated, and I'm supposed to tell her exactly what the schedule is because she and Lee are coming out because Lee's daughter lives in um, Port Townsend. Oh, okay. So they'll be dividing their, well, Lee will be dividing her time. So I'm like, I will get right on that. (laughs) I have nothing else to do because I, too, just have to go to Daily Mass Wendy's. (laughs) Oh, well, but you know, the good thing is there's no Wendy's near our house. So, and, and actually, when you forgot to introduce that we're, we're friends. We're professional colleagues. Colleagues. There you go. And we're also neighbors times two. I, Did trust I, me. Oh, we're going to get into that. Sorry. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Took, I just took the wind out of your wow. sails. Sorry. No. Oh, come on. Do you know what it takes to get the wind out of my sails? <laughs> yes. Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. So that leads me to Veranda Beach. So here's the deal with Veranda Beach. For anybody that's listening out here, Veranda Beach is this picturesque little Truman Show-like community. In a good way. In a good way, right. Well, and thank you for clarifying that a year ago when we had decided not to go to Campbell's per usual. Lake Chelan. Lake Chelan, yes. Mm -hmm. Pete and I decided, let's do some independent research, see if there's someplace we can rent a house on a lake, be by ourselves, and not be COVID-adjacent. So... He found Veranda Beach and was like, look at this, honey. Doesn't it look fun? And I found it and I was like, they might have group activities. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. So then. Don't put baby in the corner. Right. right? Like, sort exactly. Of concept, yes. So then Jennifer and I were in the same networking group besides being neighbors. And she and I were both on leadership team and we were talking about 4th of July plans. And I mentioned, well, we're trying to find a place. And we're thinking about going to this place, Veranda Beach, to which she replied, oh, my gosh, we just put an offer on a house over there. Now, I don't suffer from FOMO often. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I was like, if Jennifer can go there, then I can go there. Not sure what that says about me, but we'll go with it. I I was so inspired. Oh, inspired. Okay. We'll take that. So... I like marched right home and I was like, Pete, book it. And so we did. And the funny thing is the drive there, I'm like, we're going to end up buying a house here. Mm -hmm. And by the second night that we were there, we were sitting in the Adirondack chairs and I was like, we need to find out what's available. And lo and behold, it turned out that the very house that we rented was available. And so now Veranda Beach, check it out. Mm-hmm. Rent a house, come visit, be my neighbor. It is the place to be. It is the place to be. According to Stacy and Jennifer. Yeah. It's so fun. It's floating. Like so fun. my new little floaty things. Also, I bought a floating drink cooler. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, I have not experienced yeah, that. Yeah, and it uh, well, I just bought it. I haven't gotten it yet. And you can tie it onto something so that I can Great. float with all the floaties and have my drinks like yeah. right there. Yes, I have a feeling that Stacy's going to literally create like a floaty island out in the middle of Lake Osoyoos before the summer is over. That's my prediction. Hashtag goals. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
what I have found with Veranda Beach is my humback. What? I know that sounds like it's one word. My hum, like, <laughs> oh, your, your hum. It came back. Came back. How Stacy got her hum back. Thank you. Exactly. It's like or my your groove. tail wag. Yes. Remember you used to say, I, does it make your tail wag? It has been making. So here's the things that happened. Went for 4th of July again. Got to be with the three kids that are on this side of the, yep, and you. Thank you. <laughs> it's always about you. It's always about me. And um, like had a great time. And then Will was with us for a few days Sitting and floating in the water, I'm like, there is not anything that I have to do right now. Mm. And the floaty that I got, it's like, it's as if you took two pool noodles Mm -hmm. and you attach them with like a mesh piece of fabric and you put your back on one end and your legs over the other. So you're like just floating. Mm -hmm. And does yours have the little drink cup on both sides? this is why I... Oh, yours didn't have that. Okay. This is why I had to get the floaty thing. Got it. Because floating cooler sounds much cooler than that, though. Well, I basically, like, got the cheapo rafty thing. Okay. And then got the really nice cooler. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So floating. Like, did that every single day. Pete, in the middle of the day, would be like, I have an hour. Let's go float. So that was exciting. Then I met Arnold at the U-Pick place. Have you been up to the U-Pick place? I have not, but I really would like to get some fresh berries. Aha! Something I did before you. Yeah. <laughs> so went to the U-Pick place like a mile from yes. our homes. Did you take the bikes, the motorized bikes that you Didn't have? because I anticipated I would be collecting a lot oh. because in a former life I was definitely a farmer. Okay, right. Right. I've heard that from you before. Yes. So we drove and when I arrived, Arnold, with the accent, was like, did you bring stuff for picking? And I was like, uh, my hands, like I have a bag. He's like... You can't pick raspberries with a bag. You're the worst customer I have had. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love you. Like that for some it's reason. A little I'm, East Coast style. Right kind there. of. I was bit. just like, that's perverse. But like, I love that. So he helped us out. He gave us boxes. He showed us. He has three or four different types of raspberries, oh. like 11 rows of them. Then he has blueberries and like eight rows of those with three different types. I got the like history of all of these different things. Turns out he is from Holland. Wow. Got his whole professional life story. Got to work on the personal side. Kind of need to know what's up with Arnold because like maybe he'd be good for my mom. Oh. <laughs> right. There you go. Super and June is coming to Veranda Beach. Uh so we might have to go berry picking. Wow. Right? So how were the berries? Well, I'm glad you asked. We picked in an hour and a half at 10.30 on a Wednesday morning, we picked uh, eight pounds of berries. Eight pounds? <laughs> I told you. What did you put it in? He gave us a box. Oh, he did. Okay. So six pounds of raspberries and two pounds of blueberries. Ready? It cost $16. No. Yes. Did you make something with those berries? Well, <laughs> I'm not glad you asked. I did. I froze some and like we had some with desserts. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to make my like jam that I did with strawberries and Mm. blah, blah, blah. Turns out doubling the amount of berries, I should have doubled the time. And I just doubled the ingredients, but not the time. However, I now have a lovely raspberry coolie, let's call it. 
Okay. So like a fruit sauce that you would put on like a dessert or like something. A, okay. Or yeah. Like an ice cream or yeah, yeah, yeah. angel food cake. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, then. So we're going to go back and pick more berries. Oh, I'm going on. I'm going back to veranda tomorrow and I'll be there until Saturday morning. And you can bet your bippy that I will be back visiting with Arnold. And I ordered some boxes from Amazon to be able to go picking. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, though. That's good exercise, you know. Well. And it gets you outside, which I have never, by the way, Stacy, I've never seen you have so much color before. She's oh. got beautiful freckles. She's got a sun-kissed tan. That's right. She just looks so fabulous. It's I'm, I am thanks in part to you, Jennifer. I have found a place that has brought my hum back. It is making my tail wag. Oh, your tail's back wagging. It is. It's so exciting. And like, you know, and Pete and I are having a great time and it's just been fabulous. There so, is something about that place that just makes you feel good. I don't know what it is, if it's that it's so small and quaint or if it's just that the lake is so calm, the beach is, I should do a commercial for Veranda Beach, I, I shouldn't know, I? right? I know. My goodness. But uh, it is a wonderful, lovely place to be. I am just can't wait to get back. It's going to be a couple more days for me than you, but mm. I'm trying. I'm trying. Good for you. Um, okay. So, again, as you know, I always end this part with a Staceyism, some philosophy that I have that is random. So, today, I decided, I just got a frog in my throat. Um, Ribbit. Thank you. That I like this philosophy that when you think something's gone wrong, nothing has actually gone wrong, that there's a process and you have to trust the process. And that's such a hard thing to accept that when something just seems like it's gone totally off and you're like, I don't get why this happened or what the deal is. And it may not become evident to you in the moment. It may take weeks. It could even take years. However, if you trust the process, then really nothing ever goes wrong. It's Mm. just that you have an idea, a preconceived notion of what is right. Yes, that's true. So I'm trying to get rid of these statements like good and bad and right and wrong and true and false. Mm. And I'm trying to um, function in the gray more. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you hear me, like uh, my, my clients hear me say that a lot. We need to learn to live in the gray. Mm-hmm. Life is not black and white. It is not. And as that's much something. As we want it to be. Oh, it would be. I mean, would it be easier? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, for some of us, it I, would. For some, it would not. Yeah. No, you no, and no. I, it would not. I don't think so. And that's something that I wrote in my dad's eulogy about him is that although he took a lot of black and white photography, not exclusively, but a lot, um, he was somebody that was really celebrating the gray, not focusing on, not making a statement that things were black and white. Mm. So it was kind of cool. Beautiful. Thanks. Okay. Well, enough of that. So let's take a really quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Jennifer, my friend, my neighbor, my colleague, and an HR specialist. We'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous? 
Worry you won't get your message across or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. It's hard to be taken. <laughs> yeah, you're on a live mic. Again, <laughs> she's blonde. So welcome back to Don't Ask young. Me to Talk and Very Young. Um, I'm joined today by Jennifer Harris of Look Within HR. And in spite of the teasing, she's a professional that is very good at what she does. But during the break, I was commenting, I was like, oh, you look so young. And then she was a little worried about that, which a concerned. I'm like, you don't look that young. And, you know, and Eric was like, I've never heard of somebody being upset about being told that they look young. <laughs> well, to clarify, I wasn't upset. I was just concerned. Yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, Jennifer happens to be blonde, so I like giving her a hard time. Yes. And I can take it. Yeah, you can. Because... You have an HR department that you can go to. I do. <laughs> to talk about this. Okay, but before we get into that, let's talk about you. All right. Let's talk let's about your childhood. Go back in time. Oh <laughs> Pick a door it that all you wanted. started back when. Exactly. Well, you have always, like, as much as I was teasing about being, like, a people, a person of the people, by the people, mm-hmm. for the people. Yes. You've always had an interest in essentially being exactly that. Mm-hmm. So school led you to politics, also family. Uh, I would say more more family. So growing up, my dad was an elected official. Um, he was running state and actually at a national level um, when I was in elementary school. So 
that was kind of my first little jump into politics. And then I thought I wanted to do law, Stacey. I wanted to be an attorney. Can't you see me in a court of law arguing? I can see it. So that was yes, the plan. Yes, actually. That yes. was the plan. Like tenacious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like one of those little dogs that's like. No. No, I don't mean that. That's in a, like the mouse on the no. thing that you called me once. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, I mean like big dogs oh. have like mm-hmm. this natural like, you know, oh, I'm bigger, you know, like whatever. Yes. You have to be scrappier and smarter. Spot on. So, Oh, really? Hmm. I'm with you. So. That's why I say a small dog. Right. And like, and the louder I get, according to my husband, the higher my voice gets. <laughs> so that's another piece, too. It'd be that yappy dog. Right? Well, there you Not go. that I like to be compared to a yappy dog. I didn't say it. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So law. So the plan was to be an attorney. And then the plan after that was to go on and become a marriage and family therapist. So those were the two plans. And what do they say about plans? Um, There's... They're made to be broken. They're made to be broken. (laughs) Exactly. So that is how I landed in the world of HR was a little bit of combination of law, definitely a lot of politics in the world of corporate business, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of employee therapy, right? So a lot, as an HR person, you always have a tissue box in your office because you just never know what's going to come your way. So I combined all of those things into one and became an HR professional. Well, and you did it for other people, other bigger businesses for a while. Mm -hmm. That has to be frustrating because if you, it's sort of like an allegiance thing, right? Like you've got one hand, on the one hand, you know, you're working for the company. And so it's, you're doing the bidding of the company and, you know, kind of carrying their line, if you will, like right. whatever the corporate line is. Sure. Um, on the other hand, like you're really there to be a resource mm-hmm. um, for the people that work there because mm-hmm. they are the, the sweat equity of the company and what makes it go round. Yeah. Well, there definitely is a balance there, but um, I think the more experience that you get and the more different types of cultures and environments that you work in, you learn to be really more of a, a third party, kind of a neutral uh, resource for for everyone involved, whether it's an employee relations if, issue, whether it's an organizational design project, whether it's a compensation review, whatever it may be, you're looking at it not necessarily from just one standpoint. You're looking at all sides constantly. Well, and I do feel like when people talk about HR, I feel like they, oh, we seem to have a caller. Oh, on the line. Caller on the line. That was quick. Um, uh, Grant in Edmonds. Yes, Grant is in Edmonds. Oh uh, yeah. Oh oh hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, tell me, Grant in Edmonds, what are you doing right now? Um. Well, I was playing a video game. Oh. And now I'm just sitting here talking. Okay. So okay. I'm super impressed that on a Tuesday afternoon at 3.30 in the afternoon, you are listening to an AM talk show and learning about human resources. So good for you, Grant. Oh, this is what I'm doing? <laughs> I guess he takes after Bob. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, what video game are you playing? Brawl Stars. Okay, all right. 
So um, do you know what HR is? Uh, human resources. Yep. And do you know what human resources involves? Uh, not really. Yes, you do. Okay, well, maybe he doesn't. Okay, what? Helping employees. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, mom, feeding him the line. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Should we just, those? you know, if the, for those that are listening, if they couldn't figure this one out. <laughs> so Grant may or may not be related to Jennifer. Oh, okay. He is. Mm-hmm. And Grant is awesome. So HR is the organization within the company or the group within the company that you can go to to get training, to talk about how much you're being paid, if you have if your company has a problem with you or if you have a problem with the company. Um, so basically, it's like going to, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, who do you go to in school to complain about this? Counselor. Counselor. Yeah, sure. Go to a counselor. Yep. Or, yeah. yep. So, like you know. Like gui- your guidance counselor, the one that helps you with your classes and also helps you if you have friend issues or if you need to mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. different. Yep, exactly. So, you know, what training you need to do your job well and if you need extra help or, you know, if that teacher was unfair or the assignment was unfair or their expectations were unfair. So basically, your mom does that for people um, in work. Mm -hmm. For small businesses. Mm. He knows that. It's just probably hard to put it into words, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. well, do you have any do you have any questions for us today? Uh, not really. Oh, well, okay. So you did call into a a radio show. I know you're you live. Have a question: What a man loves a woman. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> we can have that talk offline. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, I mean, this is your moment. Like, you know, this is live radio. Like, like at least five people are hearing you right now, Grant. <laughs> Oh, wow. Right? That's quite the audience. I know. It's say hi to my mom. Hi, Stacey's mom. (laughs) And her friend, Diane. Hi, Diane. Yeah, there you go. And Eric. Hi, Eric. See, look at you. You're doing awesome. So here's an interesting thing about Grant. Grant is a budding entrepreneur. So I think he's going to take after a budding entrepreneur. So just hold tight there. So Stacy and I, we have launched our own businesses, right? Yep. Stacy Connects and Look Within HR. So Grant has been looking into options about what he could do to start his own business and make money. Mm. So he's got some ideas he's been learning about. Okay. I know a company that helps people put ideas together and uh, make them into something. So, yeah. you know, you should reach out to stacyconnects.com yeah the problem with that is i kind of have to pay for that too so oh yes (laughs) however sometimes you can trade services Mm -hmm. so depending on what your business is you know also there's that whole like friends and family discount thing right okay okay all right okay yeah do you want to share any of your ideas uh well for number one, me and my friends, uh, like, it's not really a business, but it kind of is a business. We uh, mow lawns. We're called the Lawn Mowing Kids. 
Uh, that's a business. Yep, lawn mowing kids. Oh. Yeah. We and have like an email. You, you do? Email? Do you want to share it in case there's people that are, I don't know, in Pennsylvania that want you to come and mow their lawn? As long as uh, they pay for my ticket. See, as look at you're already thinking. <gasps> already thinking. What yep. is the email for the lawn mowing kids? Uh, it's wait one second. Okay, mowing lawns kids at gmail dot com. Mowing nice. lawn kids, right? Mowing lawn lawns. Kids. lawns plural. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart. That way people can get in touch with you. So if you're on the east side and uh, now, do you supply the do you supply the lawnmower or do they? Yeah. Which one? You do? Yeah, yeah. We supply the lawnmower. Oh, okay. But you're not driving yet. So ideally no. it would be in like the greater Issaquah Sammamish area. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if we can get you some business. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. You know, have you thought about adding an extra service, like watering? Well, we did weeding for one house. Okay. That took us forever, and their backyard is, like, really messed up. Well, I hope you're not listening, whomever you are. Um, But watering would be good. They like the servicing, at least. That's good. All right. So I think having an extra service like watering for people that are maybe going away and let's say they're growing a pumpkin patch by mistake in their front yard and said (laughs) pumpkin patch needs to be watered, I think that that would be a great service to have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No no maybes. That's a great service. Awesome. Okay. Then I will contact you through your email or, you know, over the fence type thing. And we'll talk about it because I literally have a pumpkin patch growing in my front yard. I know. And that's very yeah. cool. It's, I, I have like five or six pumpkins. I can't wait. Can I have one for my doorstep in October? We'll see. Okay. It depends on if the lawn mowing, the mowing lawn kids, lowing, mowing you, lawns you kids. Lawn? Yeah. Um, yes. If they water the pumpkin patch. Oh, true. And it's in good, it's in good. Use. All right. Well, I, I hope those kids can take care of that. All right. Well, uh, this is an amazing idea, and I think that you're going to have to come on the show um, in a couple months, and you're going to have to tell me about the rest of your ideas. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'll see you around the beach. Thanks for calling okay. in, Grant. Don't, don't forget to bring the popcorn. Okay, I will. Okay. We eat plenty of that. Perfect. Remember, I like the the caramel cheddar one. So if you could just grab that, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Mom, that's your side, but okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, Grant. Bye. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for calling in. Oh. 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 Proud mom moment. He's so sweet. Even though he's mean to me, he loves Stacy. <sighs> Whatever. It's fine. Um, Okay, let's take a quick break because then when we come back, then we can really get into more of what you do. That sounds good. You're listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am with Jennifer Harris. We'll be right back. Entrepreneurs, is your why lackluster, stale, or missing for investor pitches and presentations? Do you lean on data rather than a compelling narrative to tell your story? Stories sell ideas, don't leave them out. The ability to tell your story with impact is an essential business skill. Find and finesse your story so you can finance your brand and business with Melissa Reeves, CEO of Story Fruition. Melissa teaches core storytelling elements that engage clients and investors alike. 
Recently, one CEO secured over $35 million in Series A funding using the Story Fruition method. Get started at storyfruition.com. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? And relevant, Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Stacy Heller is many things entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Don't Ask Me to Talk, in case you didn't hear me saying it two seconds before. Um, I'm with Jennifer Harris of Look Within HR Consulting. Right before the break, her son Grant called, and I love your boys. <laughs> They're good Me boys. Too. I you think know. so. Not all, like, frankly, I don't like all children. <laughs> oh, well, then I, I do think they're good boys. So yeah, they right. are. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, a future entrepreneur. Hello. Right. Right. Right? It's Takes important. after his mom. Takes after his pops. I love that. Yeah. So, when last we left off... Mm-hmm. You were combining your interest in law with your interest in sort of the psychology of people being people Mm -hmm. um, and politics. And you had done this at the corporate level. And then what is the thing that made you think, okay, I'm doing this my way? Yeah. Well, ironically, um, after a little over 15 years in large corporate America, different HR settings, um, it was time for me to do something different, but not necessarily do HR, or excuse me, it wasn't that I wanted to move away from HR. I wanted to do HR differently. I just didn't know what that was going to be. So the big jump there, the big leap is leaving corporate America. That mm-hmm. in itself is is a huge decision and, and, a, and a really hard one, frankly. It was hard to, to leave that for a variety of reasons. So from there, I took a little bit of time off, as you know, and Um, tried to figure out what was the best thing for me. And what I realized was I had learned so much from corporate America. I had, you know, the experiences and the tools and the resources that are so vast in the HR profession in a large corporation. I had all that now. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to make all of that accessible for small businesses that had no idea that even existed, right? A lot of small businesses never engage an HR person at all, mm-hmm. um, and much less somebody that has a, a breadth of knowledge and experience that's more at a, you know, to use an overused word, strategic level, mm-hmm. right? So what does it mean to work with a strategic HR person? 
And so that was where I identified the place for me, which was let's work with small businesses that don't necessarily have a need to have an HR person on staff all the time. Right. But yeah, they have a need. They still have a need. They have employees. If you have employees, then at some point or another, you probably should engage an HR person. And so that's where the consulting piece came in. Mm -hmm. So I started I figured out that what I wanted to do was get to know the owners of these small businesses, the leaders, the decision makers, understand the culture of the company, understand what business goals they were trying to achieve. And then I was going to pop in when they needed somebody to consult on people or employee related issues, mm-hmm. like any of it or organizational issues. And, and, and I say issues, but they're not, it's not always negative. I deal with a lot of positive work. Sure. So projects, well, that sort of thing, too. I have two things that are coming to my mind. One I immediately forgot because that's how my mind works. But the second one is <laughs> that it's just how it is. Um, that, oh, I know. One, HR is such a broad stroke. Absolutely. That, you know, it's compensation. It is like um, training. It's development. It is, I mean, it's just so many things and people pigeonhole that it's, you know, just this. Hiring and firing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, that's what it was 30 years ago. It was personnel, right? I I used to work with this, this woman who would refer to me literally like I had a label on my head that said, she would say, personnel and I would say well it's it's HR you know I'm an HR business partner which is what I was at the time um, but that's what it was back in the day is you helped with hiring and then you helped with firing that is not what HR looks like in mm-hmm. a contemporary world it's so much more it's everything in between it's fascinating to me that um, there isn't like a new handy dandy name for it oh there is what is it's it people operations Oh, I don't know what I think about that. Well, so think about um, your, there's also most, like there's chief people officer, which is another, that's a title, but they're calling people operations because it's a part of the business. So HR used to, for many, many years, we've had to earn a seat at the table to be a part of the decision-making process, to be consulted earlier in the process. Now it's just operational. It's just, we're just a part of that. So it has made a lot of, uh, strides, I would say, in the last 10 to 20 years. But so people operations is one of them. They still call it, you know, HR business partners or HR management. Um, there's all different sorts of. I'm going to have to work on that. You know, okay. my yeah. Time. Will you come up with yeah. one? Because oh. I bet you could really come up with a good title for me. I, I could totally do that. Yeah. I mean, I I invented an app earlier today. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Because um, I'm sure Eric will have something to say about it. Okay. And my brother. Um, is it rain barrel based? <laughs> oh, I already know about the rain barrel. My sister okay. thinks that's a fantastic idea. Thank you. Megan, yes. Megan McKibben, uh, she needs to call in and talk to you about your idea. Yeah, I, She's super thank you. big supporter. Thank you, Eric. Anyway, um, no, this is another idea. And this one, this is another one. Oh. Um, anyway, I digress. Okay. Wait, Shocking. Sorry. The other thing that I thought of is that as a small business, like, Let's use me, for instance. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm my business. I started it. I'm the only person that works there. I'm basically trying to become like Oprah with my own network, although mm-hmm. I guess Oprah Winfrey Network, that doesn't really work, but you get my point. And um, 
so at some point, if I were to have, you know, somebody that helped me with, like I had an assistant or I had um, somebody that's, uh, you know, doing my books for me or whatever, suddenly now it's not just me and there's things that I need to know. And I think a lot of times small businesses, they're, they're doing well in spite of, like not in spite of themselves, but kind of in spite of themselves, right? right? They suddenly find themselves with you know, a couple of employees that maybe starts out like part-time, it's your friend that's going to help you out, and before you know it, they sure do, yep. you've got, you know, a few of you, that's where you come in. That is where I come in, yeah. So any anytime you have a employee or more, of course, my, my sweet spot <coughs> is is more than one or two employees, right. but, but I do, I mean, I work with businesses of all size sizes, um, and they say, well, what does small businesses mean? Well, I'm not really going to quantify what a small business is, right? So, right, there, there's so much expected of an employer. And we don't even know where to start half the time. Mm-hmm. And so what do we do? We, exactly what you said, we hire a friend part-time or we pay them under the table or right. we don't have contracts or agreements in place. <laughs> She's giving me side-eye. And, and so I'm... Um, you know, my style is not the stuffy, uptight HR person. You know that. That's I'm the antithesis of that. It's but true. at the same time, I'm also there first and foremost for my clients and any small businesses that need my guidance and help. I'm always first and foremost assessing risk. Risk for the business, risk for you as an individual, not on a personal level, of course, but from a business perspective. Right. And so that is something that I think people don't always consider because we kind of just, as entrepreneurs or small business owners, we just have to do it all. That's just part of it. Right. And so they forget, oh, there are people out there that, that know what I should be focusing on. I don't specialize in, you know, benefits or even the compensation analysis. I have resources that mm-hmm. I utilize to get that information, but I'm, I'm a really good starting point um, for gather, gathering any sort of information around what it means to be an employer and to have a, an efficient organization. Well, I mean, I think about some of the small businesses that are in our networking group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's like you start out with an idea and this business and, you know, you're doing all the work. And then you have enough work that, again, as we said, you hire somebody and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And suddenly this idea takes on a whole life. And the whole thing started like, you know, I'm going to be a I don't know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a florist and because I like to put this together. And before you know it, you have things that you have to think about. And, you know, like OSHA. I mean, like <laughs> like in case they like like yes. fall on the flowers and, you know, and, you know, the compensation piece and all these things. And it's so nice to know that for small businesses, there's a resource out there because, you know, in the beginning, it was all about I like putting flowers together. Exactly. I was, that's exactly where I was going to go for it. You are a florist at heart and you started that business because you're an amazing florist. So let's have you focus on what you're amazing at and let's figure out that other, those other pieces. So I can't do bookkeeping. I can't do accounting. I And I would never pretend to be the numbers person, right? So you need to bring in or you need to figure out how you're going to utilize or get that done. Mm -hmm. But doing it yourself is not necessarily the best use of your time. And so, but then also figuring out that you only have so much money to go around, especially when you're a small business, right? Mm -hmm. So um, part of what I do is 
help people figure out what are the right roles to hire for. So what do I actually need to hire for versus, you know, contract out or go online and, you know, get someone on workup or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of different models of, of how you can staff your organization or your company. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big piece of how I work with people. Well, it's it goes, it reminds me of the expression work hard, um, not smart. I mean, work smart, uh, the other hard. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Um, that, you know, that's where that strategic piece comes in, right? So really thinking about, okay, I don't want to have to work so hard. I don't want to have to be the only one that's doing this. So to your point, let's really think about this and what role that I hire for is going to be the best return on my investment. I really like your green bag. I just got distracted. Oh, yes. my Well, that's my favorite color. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Kelly green is the color. It's my new, it's actually not new. It was my birthday present that I bought for myself. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm totally off okay, topic. We're, but I got we're squirrel. Very <laughs> we do squirrel. It's, it's a real I thing. I got very distracted. I was like, that's a cute bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and see, sometimes if you own your own business and you need like a briefcase or something, then you could write it off as a business expense. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an accountant or a bookkeeper. <laughs> I'm not either. So don't actually take my advice and contact somebody who is. We digress. Yes. Um, interesting. Now, you've also helped with things like with handbooks. I do. Yep. I do handbooks. But um, it's not a but. It's an and. Yes. We're trying to get rid of yes. buts. It's an, it's an and. Um, why are employee manuals or employee handbooks important? The policies, they're important. Don't get me wrong. You need to be you know, in alignment with state laws and regulations and all of that. But the real bang for your buck around an employee handbook, actually, is the conversation about why or why not an employee an employer makes decisions around what policies they're going to put in place because it directly impacts their company culture. And so mm-hmm. that is a big piece. And, and I, I consult a lot on company culture and what kind of environment do you want for your business and your employees and how are you going to keep them engaged and motivated and all of those pieces tied together. Interesting. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a long-form statement about things like you know, how to present yourself. So if you have um, like a dress code or, you know, inclusion and diversity. And so mm-hmm. therefore talking about what is acceptable and what's, or more importantly, what's not acceptable. Right. You're then creating this culture of like, you know what, we have like zero tolerance for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then different people looking at what those policies are, that handbook, mm-hmm. they know what they can expect they know what they can expect, but the the like what I was saying, kind of the bang for your buck is the conversation with the decision makers around why they're deciding on certain policies. Why are you going to do this for your employees or not do this? And wh- what's the reasoning behind it? And then that flow of communication out to the employees impacts the, the company culture or the, the, the business environment there. And then that then touches it's like a bowl of spaghetti everything touches each other meshes all together that then touches on employee engagement employee retention and all those other things that really matter when it comes to the bottom line oh yes the bottom line Mm, the bottom line what do you find that you do the most of for people um this is actually this is the first thing that comes to mind and this is probably my most favorite part of my job is I am a sounding board for my clients. So they call me or we talk through issues that 
they can't always discuss with anyone else in the business. So I'm a safe, confidential place for them to just say, you know, this situation happened and I don't know how to work through it. I don't know how to address it with employee. I don't know how to get what I need from this individual or I don't know how to make my organizational my organization more effective, productive. I don't know how to change my culture. I don't know, you know, how do I hire? What am I trying to hire for? Mm -hmm. Should I let this person go? I mean, all these things. And people call me because it's this, I'm, a, I'm a neutral place, but I'm also there to support them and listen. And then, of course, give guidance. Right. You're like a board of directors in a way. Like, well, I, not. I, I, I hold the role on the board of directors that is regarding employees and organization. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like simultaneously, like when I say board of directors, it's like, you know, holding them accountable and like showing mm -hmm. them Absolutely. what can happen, as you say, to like mitigate risk. But then you're also like a big cheerleader. Right. Absolutely. So I love working with leaders on that and managers. And I work with employees too, but I, a majority work with, you know, decision makers and, and business owners, frankly. And I love it when they call and just need to talk through or get my opinion on something. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the consulting, right? It's because I can jump in and I know their company culture and I know their business goals. And I can jump in when they need me. And then I'm out when they don't need me. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, do you ever consult, like, the individual's? I do. I do a little bit of career coaching and okay. I do resume reviews. I help people with kind of figuring out what their next role is. How do they get promoted? How do they look for a new role? What is their next job going to be? How do you prepare for that? How do you apply for it? I do interview prep, um, all of those things as well. That's that's not, I you know, like I said, I work primarily with small businesses, but yeah. I do work with individuals as well that are in need. And Stace, if yeah. I could just share, yeah, please. I am I am now officially certified to also do the Myers Briggs personality assessment. Oh my gosh! Yes, hot off the presses. That's exciting! It Congratulations! Is. Yeah, I just completed my final project last week. You have to do a final so, project. Oh, it's yeah, it's been four months of studying and projects and exams. I got a hundred percent on my final oh my exam. Of course, you just did. you know, er, er, gotta just squeak that wheel. So, for yeah, you. no, that's it's good. Big. So I'll be doing hopefully a lot of facilitation of that as well for for any size business or team within a larger business. That's It's so great to know. It's like that and then like the love language thing and in, in relationships, mm -hmm. you know, it's like knowing that, OK, I'm an ENTP. So right. I show up this way and and what that means so that you can meet the person halfway and understand where they're coming where from. they're coming from and mm -hmm. same thing with the uh, five love languages like yep. that whole idea that you should love someone the way that you want to be loved no mm. you should love someone the way that they, they want to be, be loved. loved right agreed and it that translates to the workspace also it does fascinating okay so let's say i'm a small business owner <laughs> wait i am but i have employees i don't yet how do i get in touch with you Oh, that is a good question. So you can contact me in a variety of ways. You Tell me. Email me at jennifer at lookwithinhr.com, which is J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R at lookwithinhr, all one word, dot com. 
or you can contact me on LinkedIn. I'm under Jennifer McKibben Harris. And also there's Look Within HR Consulting is on LinkedIn or www.lookwithinhr.com. <laughs> Did I give you the full rundown like or the what? the whole thing. That's perfect. Okay. So if you want to see the uh, humanity and uh, human resources, then contact Jennifer. In the meantime, thank you for being my guest. Thank you, yeah. Eric, as always. Next week, we have Deanna Poneman, Dr. Deanna Poneman of Way of Life Wellness. She is a network chiropractor, and um, it is a fascinating practice that I'll tell you all about. Have Thanks, a great Stacey. week, everyone. Bye. Yeah.